Alright guys, so we're recording from a laptop today. There's some shitty audio. I'm sick. I stayed at a rat-infested Airbnb this past weekend and uh, thought we would have our buddies on, Chuck and my new buddy Brad, who I just met, uh, to promote their show this weekend at the Rhode Island Comedy Cellar. It's at the Comedy Connection okay. in East Providence, Rhode Island. Yes, uh, we're Chuck and Brad from the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello. I work with Rupert on a bunch of the Tell Him Steve Dave projects, and uh, I had a ton of fun on the episode, so I asked him if he'd put out half of it early with a little promo for the show, and I appreciate you guys uh, saying yes to that. Yeah, I'm happy to do it, happy to help out a friend. Uh, full disclosure, this is the second time we're recording it, and the first one had some great jokes. I sandbagged Brad, there were revelations, and now it's lost forever because I fucked up and I didn't hit record. So, it's all right, you're sick. You're sick from the, from the rat. Yeah, rat-infested fucking Airbnb. Did you know there were going to be rats at the Airbnb? Is that why you selected that you know, unit? You know, surprisingly, they didn't announce that their Airbnb was rat infested. <laughs> um, if I would have known, I definitely would have paid double what we did. Yeah. It, it definitely made for, you know, some good breakfasts. You know? Yeah, of course, of course. Do you think maybe the people didn't know it and the rats listed the property? Like, did you, did you pay your Airbnb fee in cheese? <laughs> wow. You know? They did ask us in produce. That, that, was, that was very interesting, yeah. They said, uh, leave unopened cereal boxes out. You know, they specifically asked for those things. So, so maybe, yeah, maybe the rats listed it. Yeah. But yeah, so we have a show coming up uh, this Sunday, July 31st at the Comedy Connection in East Providence, Rhode Island. If you're around Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, come on out. It's a lot of fun. We do live shows with the podcast all the time that are very bizarre. This one is no different. Uh, Brad is a terrible artist. That's true. I, the, the things I draw look vaguely like what they're supposed to look like. Uh, but really, like it's, it's, it's like a magic 3d drawing where you, yeah, you can relax your eyes and then they look like what they're supposed to look like i think of it more like a hobo's nightmare right? yeah yeah there we go <laughs> and, um, so brad drew every scene from the classic movie jurassic park i looked at his drawings i wrote a whole new narration of the film based on what they look like to me um and you know we're going to see uh, how, how this narration goes live in front of an audience this Sunday, July 31st, at the Comedy Connection in East Providence, Rhode Island. It's always a ton of fun. We've done a bunch of these over the years with Avengers, Back to the Future, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Grinch, tons of them. And Jurassic Park is this one. I cannot wait because watching Brad draw dinosaurs has been the worst of all. I, they're, they aren't shaped like things that are still around. Yes. So when I try to draw a T-Rex, there's nothing I can look at in real life. That's why. <laughs> all your it's not my lack of talent or training. Do all your brontosauruses just look like dicks? Oh, like, yeah, but like me. not even, you know, they're not even even. Not yeah. healthy dicks. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into the episode we did of Reviewing History with Chuck. This is the first half of a two-and-a-half-hour podcast we did, and the second <laughs> half will drop on schedule, which I believe is August 31st. So awesome. with that, enjoy, and I hope you guys go and check out the Chuck and Brad podcast live. Thanks, buddy. All right, no problem. Thanks for doing this, guys. Chuckandbradpodcast.com for tickets.
Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by Anthony Galati and teacher Stephen Bedliaco. And we are joined here by a very special guest, a guy that I've become very good friends with in the past uh, year or so. I've done a couple of video projects with him. We are joined here by the one and only, the infamous Chuck Staden. Ooh, infamous. I don't know if that's true. Is- uh, I'd, say, I'd say unfamous uh, Chuck uh, Staten, uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was I was gonna say like the late great, but I was like, well, he's not dead. And then I was caught on mic, so infamous just popped in there. I was like, all right, we're going infamous. Wait a minute, wait a minute, is he dead? No, 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 he's not. He's not dead. He's right there. Not yet. <laughs> not, yet not yet. Not yet. I'm getting there though. Yeah, I mean, it could change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. We're exactly. alone in the room. <laughs> yeah. So anything new, uh, gentlemen? Uh, while we uh, got our guest here to talk about new. New anything, see anything, do anything. Yeah. Okay. Diarrhea last right. night. How long? How long? <laughs> how long? Hear about that? How long do you guys record before the episode comes out? Pretty far, right? Pretty yeah. Far. Oh, yeah. we're way in advance. Yeah, you like to be. I, I like that. I think that's great to be prepared. You got to bank stuff. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I find that it hurts us being topical, though. You know. Do you, but you're reviewing history. We this try not. To However, be. I do know that there's an episode coming up. Which will have aired by the time anyone hears this. So, so it's history. It's in it, the past. It happened already. I know Brian goes on a tirade about the Batman movie, which is now like no one even remembers. <laughs> oh, anymore. that's funny. You know? Well, I'm about to talk about Top Gun. So <laughs> you know, you could. You know, you, I would say you know what you could do if you ever if you wanted to. You, if you like say something that's topical, you could cut it and put it at the beginning of an episode that's coming out like right afterward. And then the rest of the episode is still banked for the future. See, this is why we get people on like this. <laughs> because we don't guy. think about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, stuff. it's archived, you know. <laughs> when <laughs> it comes good, out, we're good, yeah. yeah. We're good, right? We're good. We're like, good. Or, or you save it until you're like, the digital releases this week. Sometimes I do stuff like that. Huh. I'll, I'll say this. I think the three of us, mainly Brian, are uh, traumatized because we used to have another show yes. years ago. Right. And the plan was we're going to do a show every week. That's the key to it. You know, you got to come out one every week. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd go months without doing an episode. <laughs> right. We, we so. did the podcast for four years, I think. Right. And we yeah. got to like episode 102 before it died. Yeah. And then we yeah. just gave up. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's an average of what? One every other week? Really? Yeah. But it was, you know, the last like two years was like one it every was, like yeah. six months. And it was like switching people who were on it like the mic switched because it was just so far in between and unplanned that we'd have to like replace each other here and there yeah. it, just, it, was, it wasn't good no it, i hear you i hear you it didn't work and you know when we were starting this i was like okay we gotta just bank ahead you know mm-hmm. I, and we work with tell steve dave and like yeah i i really look at walt as like you know a guy to follow yeah walt is it's funny because i don't think he ever planned on this but in terms of like running the patreon he he came up with a perfect formula in terms of diversifying projects and come in and like making stuff planned ahead of time and banking. So I, yeah. I a mogul, huh? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. So I applied that to us and I was like, well, I want 12 episodes banked before we even launch. Yeah. So like if one of us dies or something, we can replace them and just keep going. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we'll have right, plenty right. of time. Yeah. We asked like Brian, how, when do you want to film those 12 episodes? And he was like, Oh, over the course of two days. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we yeah, do okay. three episodes at a time, and it's like by yeah. that third episode, it was just like we're dead. Oh my gosh, yeah. do you take a break and eat some food? No, that's no, what you're gonna do. No, go. Oh, that's we the do key. Four or five hours straight. <laughs> so, right so there. along with along with Rupert and Steve, uh, I filmed with Tell Him Steve Dave too. Mm-hmm. And after I filmed with Tell Him Steve Dave for a while, I started filming with Tuesdays with Stories with Mark Norman and Joe List, these two comics in the city, mm-hmm. and man. 
they're like the opposite in terms of planning. Like we're <laughs> filming episodes at 5 p.m. that come out at midnight. Like no joke. Oh yeah. Like oh, all the time. Right. Yeah. And I have to like. That's comics though. Oh yeah. And I, and I got to rally them. So I'm like, here's my deal today. I'm like, we're gonna do an episode. Then a bonus, and they're like, "Oh!" I'm like, "Then we'll get Chipotle," and they're like, "Yeah!" And I'm like, "Then another episode." And they're like, "All right." And so, like yesterday, we were in the city, and that's what we did like all day. Oh, slave driver, you. Huh? Yeah. Well, if you eat in between, it kind of gets your energy up again, you know. Now, yeah. when you do that, like when you got into that, were you expecting you to be like the wrangler of the group? Were you no, not project? at all. I I came into Tuesdays with stories with a whip. That's what yeah. I heard. No. <laughs> You're listening to me now, Mark. It was a it was a lasso. Um, no, I when I came. He had his fedora. <laughs> Gentle slavery. <Yeah. laughs> to be honest, I really came in to just do like bonus stuff, like the, like the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon stuff, which is what we do. Like with Tell Him Steve Dave, which is like an institution now, their regular episodes are pretty much not filmed. And uh, then their the Patreon bonuses come out once a week and we bank them and we'll shoot like, okay, we're going to do this type of show. We'll shoot three at a time. Then another this type of show, three at a time. And you space them all out. And so that's what I thought I was going to do with Tuesdays with Stories. And do documentary projects, which is a big part of our Patreon. But then they kind of were like, well, we want to start doing video every week for every episode. And they also never, they haven't missed a week of an episode in like eight years or something. That's commendable. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, the pa- and then the Patreon is a little bit more spotty, but we're pretty, we're almost every week on the Patreon. Mm. And then, so, so then it kind of became like, oh, well, we want to film that too. And so I kind of had to get my head around that. And then we had only two people behind the scenes. Then that guy quit. Like, I had spine surgery, like, two months ago. and the Let's d- talk about that. Yeah, yeah. What happened? <laughs> well, so, he was, was fucking too much. I was, I, <laughs> doing too much of that? <laughs> he didn't say no. <laughs> that was a part of it. Um, I told my spine doctor, and he loved it. But um, it was filming with Kevin, Kevin Smith, at uh, Smod Castle, which really fucked me the last time. But, Kevin um, Smith said, I have to ride on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> piggyback around with him, and it just fucked us all back up. Yes, right. No, but um, it, so, so it became a thing where the other person that worked on Tuesdays, there was only two of us, the day before I had my spine surgery and was hospitalized, but, but I, I should say the day before I was hospitalized to get the spine surgery, that other guy quit. So then I had to do 100% of everything for Tuesdays, and now I am and like back the Wrangler. Yeah, yeah, and my back was hurting. And he was still doing that fucking, so you know it was hurting. <laughs> <laughs> he can't stop. Yeah. They said you under know, the anesthesia, the hips kept moving. It was surgery. It was difficult. The, the surgery, it was a real... It was a real problem for the sex afterwards. I was like, blowjobs only, please. And, uh, you know, so it was a hard time. Yeah, but I, I got through why. it. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to fuck up your throat that's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, no, so I was, I was, what happened was, the truth is, I had spine surgery 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what happened then was I was going to the gym with my buddy, and we were just doing like an irresponsible lift. Jime? G- <laughs> <laughs> I'm fat. <laughs> we were doing an irresponsible lift, and uh, I got a bulging disc, and it got worse and worse, and then eventually I had to have surgery. Um, and then about 10 years went by, and uh, this past, like around Christmas, I was just feeling, and I'm sure you guys feel this too, because you sit a lot. What's your job? Uh, I don't. 
talk about that. Oh, okay. Wow. But he's a he's well, a this? he's a he's a blue collar. I'm man. a blue collar sounds, fella. I, I do. Oh, so you don't sit alone? No, I don't sit alone. That sounds wow. so ominous. <laughs> he's a man's man. <laughs> we don't talk about what I do. Outside. I don't talk about. I don't that. mean. I don't mean to bring the show to a grinding halt. But I just prefer not to discuss my career. <laughs> I do not talk about that. <laughs> don't look at me. I do not talk yeah. about that. <laughs> There's legal issues. I work in waste we, management. You know, we do yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Look, hey, yeah. Not for nothing, I just keep it on the ramp. I'm on the border of New Jersey, New York. Let's just say I work in waste management. Um, Why do you think when you first said I'm not dead yet, his eyebrows, his eyebrows kind of like perked up? Like, I mean, let's see how this one goes. We could change that. Yeah. No. So uh, I sit a lot. I do a lot of uh, editing yep. along with the filmmaking, and I and I drive back and forth from New Jersey and Rhode Island. Those are the pl- two places I have homes, and. Um, I kind of make sure that I do go for a lot of walks and I stretch and I, you know, do like I run on a treadmill sometimes. But in the winter, it sucks because I really would prefer to walk outside. So around Christmas, it was really cold. I wasn't walking that much. And I went with my buddy Brad and I was like, let's go for a walk, man. I'm all fucking. You're a New England man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm still a puss. And uh, <laughs> I was like, man, I'm feeling like not stretchy. I'm feeling all tight. And I was like, let's go for a walk. But it was so cold and I was so frustrated because I couldn't stay outside. And so I was just kicking and twisting to try to get myself like untight. And I think I hurt my back. I felt something weird. And then I started I started going to physical therapy. Things were getting better. But then I was filming for Kevin Smith at Smodcastle. And usually I'll set up like a couple of tripods and I'll go between three cameras. I'll get an A, B, and C angle, whatever. But I was told to only get one angle. And I was like, okay. And I was in the back with my camera. And then Ernie O'Donnell, the castle keeper. It's you may castle. know him as Rick Darris. Yes. From Clerks. From Clerks. Uh, he, he, look at that. You can't even lift up the milk. Oh, that guy's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, that is like, yeah, that laughs, that's a loud laugh. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, he told me, he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, can you film handheld? And I'm like, sure. And I thought he meant for like a minute for something. And I went up to the back to Kevin. And I'm like, oh, like, what do you want to do? And he's like, oh, he's like, f- he's like, film me in here in the back. And we were looking at some of the art that was back there. And he's like, go through the crowd, then stay towards the front of the of the show because Smodcastle is Kevin Smith's live podcast venue. And we had like a group of like maybe 35 people in there. And I'm like, okay. And, and we were just filming like a random event that was for his pay site, that Kevin Smith Club. And so I did that. And you I didn't are a realize. promoting motherfucker. Well, I, I want to. <laughs> here's this. It's, it's, I'm not a promoting motherfucker. Here's what it is. This is something I've learned about. <laughs> you gotta laugh away from the I'm mic. Sorry, Are you crazy? Like, I stink. <laughs> it's, it's a loaded gun. I told yeah, you. Yeah, we, we warned you. No, here's uh, this is something I've learned about podcasting. Basically, when you say things on mic to listeners, pay attention, guys. Well, okay. This is this is just <laughs> something some, I've learned. Some knowledge and people don't know what you're talking about. They completely tune out of the story. So if you say, like, yeah, I was filming at Smodcastle, and someone doesn't know what that is, they start drifting because they don't understand what it is. So I'll say something like, that's Kevin Smith's podcast venue. And they go, okay, I know what that is. Then you go, I was filming for his pace site, that Kevin Smith club. And they're like, okay, I know what that is. And so you kind of have to explain everything. Like, Oh, sure. When I was first podcasting a long time ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah, me and, me and Alyssa went to Lupo's and saw Big D. And I would just say stuff like that. And then eventually it became... Me and my girlfriend, Alyssa, went to Lupo's, which is like a big venue in Providence, and saw Big D in the kids' table, which is a, a ska band that I'm friends with. Okay. I, I could and see how that, that could be misconstrued don't, when don't you, you see, see the Big D. <laughs> yeah. But don't you feel like when you hear that, you're kind of like, what is he talking about? Yeah, like yeah, You feel course. like weird. Sure. Um, so anyway, I try, I try to explain everything. <laughs> Apparently, they meant, can you go handheld for this entire 90-minute show? 
And as you know, filmmakers in the room, yeah. you need three points of contact. I'm a weak pussy that has one arm now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. When, when you're filming something and you want to keep it stable, you need three points of contact. So you hold the lens, you hold the body, and then you push yeah. it up against your chest or something, whatever you have. And so I was completely hunched over like that, holding like, you know, a 12-pound camera for like 90 minutes straight. And the next day, I went to the city. I filmed with uh, Tuesdays with Stories, the podcast. And then I went to like a live show of theirs. I filmed that. We were supposed to hang out. Yeah. We were supposed to hang out on Wednesday. Yeah. And it was up. Tuesday night. And I was like, at three in the morning, I was like, something is wrong with my back. <laughs> oh. And I went to the emergency room in Staten Island, went back to Rhode Island. Uh, I was hospitalized for eight days, and they were like, you have a terrible bulging disc. They gave me a bunch of spinal injections, which are pretty rough. Have you ever had them? No. No, they're not. They're totally fine. It's not a big deal. If you ever have to get them, fine either. If you have to get them, <laughs> it's going to scare you. Nothing. And here's the thing. So when I went in for my spinal injections this time, what they inject you with is called cortisone, which like you'll probably hear that with like athletes getting it in their joints. Yeah, I've had stuff. cortisone. Yeah, cortisone for your arm, right? No, I actually had it in my Achilles back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. So so they'll give you a shot of like, you know, a uh, painkiller of some kind, and that'll hurt a little bit. But then the actual injections don't hurt. But when I were doing it this time, they had me up on this table and they just I was like in so much extreme pain, not from the shots, just from my back. And they just kind of angled me where I could see the screen that was showing the was, back. Was it visible, like the bulge itself? Oh, uh, you could see the disc, yeah. Wow. And it was showing the needle oh. going in. And I didn't realize they do a million injections. I thought they did one, and then they tell you we're all done. But they were actually going boom, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, that's why any time you say like, something like that. See, that's the fucked up thing. Why? I like. I don't want to <laughs> see it. You could stick whatever you want to do. I just don't want to yeah, see. That's it. I know. Why, that's know. what I was like. I was like, I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> I'd be closing my eyes like Kevin in Home Alone or something. Yeah, <laughs> but but so like I got it. You know, it, it's 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 a bulging disc can happen to anyone at any time for almost any reason. My doctor was like, when I first had it from the weights, he was like, Yeah, you probably did get it from that lift, but the truth is, you can get it from bending over to pick up a piece of paper wrong. Anything, it can happen at any time to anybody, and it can cause you different amounts of pain. It matters where it is on your spine. It put you out for a while. Oh yeah, well it put me. Laid off eight days. It well, I was in the hospital for eight days, which I was, thought you were going to be gone for like two, three months. I thought you were going to be really fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it. I mean, I had the surgery a while back, and the truth is, the first time I had the surgery, I was at a party two days later okay. after the surgery, and I also swung open a screen door. And it swung back and hit me in my spine wound. That, that like that sends like a jolt up my spine. No yeah. pun intended. But the thing is, I think that your your discs, much like your fingernails and like cartilage, I think it doesn't have any nerve endings. So it's not like that hurts. But what hurts is the actual incision site, and they cut through your muscles mm. and all that stuff. But no, I was fine. It was. It took about I think four weeks. That was in Rhode Island for the surgery, and then I came right back. Are you still doing physical therapy? Or you're all good. I now? should go back to physical therapy. I have a bunch of stretches and stuff like that. But they didn't tell me I had to. But then I you're think fine. I yeah, you're good. I haven't been to a doctor in years, and I'm morbidly obese. It's okay. <laughs> Is that true? I'm not morbidly obese, no, but I'm quite no, fat. No, no, no. <laughs> you haven't been to a doctor in years? Oh, I, no, I, I don't want to go, because I'm not going to get good news. You're just scared what they'll you. might tell get you. better news than you think. It's, it won't be good. <laughs> you know, my wife begs me to it's, go, and I'm like, I don't want to know. cholesterol issues. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 maybe not. Maybe not. Mm. You never know. I, I'm fine not knowing. How, how old are you? I am 34. First of all, you should go. <laughs> but I think you should be, you'd be, it's, it becomes like worrisome when you're like 50 and you haven't gone. 
You know what I mean? Like well, that's you know who I said I well, model myself after? Who? <laughs> Walt. And well, he's a man who famously doesn't go to doctors. <laughs> yeah, but he's also like a, a skinny guy. I don't know why. But, <laughs> How he, but he is. Or are you for the prospect yeah. of colonoscopies? Like soon. Oh, colonoscopies, um, the finger up my butt. Fear or arousal? I just, either way. My fear is that I'm going to like it too much, and then I'm just going to keep going back to get my prostate checked weekly. That is like a fear, right? That comes on the Oh, yeah, like George Costanza. Right. No, I'm just, every week, this is your seventh uh, prostate exam this week. I know. Keep them coming, Doc. Burt Kreischer, who is like an interesting comic, he has a a great line, and he's like, I'm not a homophobe. I'm a homochondriac. I think that I'll like it. He'll <laughs> be good I think at it. So funny. That's such a great. That's a good line. Yeah. I awesome. became like obsessed with like being nervous about the future of my health, mm-hmm. and I told my doctor, I'm like, hey, like I'm like you know 35, whatever at this time. I was like, look, whatever test you do for me, like, and then you do more and more. They do more and more tests. You get older, where they're like, just like you're talking about the finger in the ass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever stuff eventually is gonna come, just start doing it. And so every time I go to the doctor, they give me like the results for like 27 tests, the whole rundown. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they take so many vials of blood out of me, and they do all these different tests. But then you're more prepared, and you kind of know more about your body and stuff like that. You gotta catch that monkeypox early. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a bit of a weird case because. Like honestly, and people are gonna think I'm bullshitting. I'm not afraid of dying. Like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't worry me. I'm worried about the quality of life. I'm leading afraid, up I'm to afraid the I'll death. never live. Well, that's you why know, you should go to the doctor. You should go. They're gonna give me bad news. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they, they might. Here's the thing, though. Brian doesn't want to draw out his death. He wants it to come suddenly. It won't, though. That's the, <laughs> here's the problem, though. It, it won't. Like the stuff that is gonna kill you is gonna make your life bad for decades first. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you get preventative first, that's Brian's good. gonna live to like 120. <laughs> like, I, like I'm telling you right now. I, have, I know he will. I have pretty good genes. I gotta say, my grandmother was morbidly, morbidly obese. Like. You ever see What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. She's like that level. And she. No. Yeah. Get and the fuck out of here. Was, Is that yeah. possible? Yeah. 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 She's huge. She was a large woman. She lived to be 98, I think, or 99. Wow. Yeah. My great grandfather hey, lived God to be bless. over 100. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. My my genes are pretty good. Ashkenazi, you know? Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Holy hell. Anyway. So. Speaking of uh, hearts and medical stuff, my heart was pounding the other day because I saw <laughs> Top Gun in theaters twice. Yeah, that's, that's a good transition. That was great. That, that was, was that was slow clash transition. Yeah, Slick. that was very world good. class. Uh, you, you saw it with me the second you time. You told me that it's amazing and that I had to see it, and I don't like action movies. You, you don't? Know, do you like the first Top Gun? I don't even like the first Top Gun. Really? So I was going into this like. Uh, Brian's he's torturing me again because he likes to do this to me. He'll bring me places to torture me and he'll he'll love it. Yeah. I was blown away by this film. It was good? I could not the action scenes in this movie yeah, are that's what I hear. unlike anything I've ever seen. That's what I hear, man. It's incredible. Legit. Oh man. I, I might be the best action movie ever made. It's it really fucking amazing. Be. It really is. I, I want to go see it. I, I honestly I think I might have seen Top Gun when I was like thirteen and I have no recollection. So I'm kind of like officially I haven't seen Top Gun eh, the first one. You know. Did you like it the first one? Do you remember? I don't even remember. I, I, I saw it as an adult and I just hated it. <laughs> the movie sucks. Like really? it's a bad movie. It's not but a bad movie. It's that, cheesy. And that's why I just have no interest in seeing Dude, this it could, movie. It could not be more different. I'm telling you, go see this. Yeah, yeah, other yeah, people have it. said. I promise you, mm-hmm. you're going to think it's awesome. Wow. I will buy your fucking ticket if you do not like it. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm so confident you're going to love it. 
Wow. I, look, I'm not opposed to seeing it. Just I just didn't care. It's also to. very pro-American. Yeah. My buddy yeah. Brad. It's fine. My, I mean, if you think I'm a pussy, you got to see this guy. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I if love he's him. listening. I love him. I love him. But I was like, do you want to go see the new Top Gun when I come back? Because and I, I'm like, we got to see the first one first because I haven't seen it, and because uh, we're I'm going to go back and see Jurassic World. Yeah, I'm seeing that uh, soon. This I can't time. wait to see that. Oh, we'll talk. But yeah, um, I saw the Bob's Burgers movie the other day. <laughs> but I said to him, like, hey, do you want to go see it? And he was like, he was like, I don't know. And I was like, what? And he's like, I heard it's like very propaganda y. And I'm like, really? Uh, no, not, not it, propaganda y. It, it's not, just pro, not really. It's a pro military movie. So you have to know, go, knowing that going into it, you're not getting like propaganda. It's. It's it's not even at all really. There's no like it's, pro. It's, it's like yeah. just awesome in general. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I heard they, nothing but good. Things. They don't even say the country they're bombing. You know. Yeah. I know. I heard. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You told me about yeah. that. Yeah, it's basically like this is what we have to blow up, and like it's about them doing a mission. You yeah. know. Just yeah, generic. I'm I'm very excited. I like the idea of just the genre of action being expanded by this movie, which is what you were telling me. Yeah, it's I've never seen an action movie like this. Really, yeah, I, I loved cool. it. Definitely not. No. Uh, how was your cartoon it? <laughs> you know, um, you f- I enjoyed it. You fucking man! I got some laughs. Look, my my wife, my wife loves the Bob. I'm I like the Bob myself. It was funny. Yeah, it pe- was, it was people funny. love that show. It's a funny show. People say it's awesome. There's a little too much singing for my liking, but it, overall, there were some laughs. Is it like? Back. Is it adult theme cartoon or is it like? It's like kids could family watch it. friendly show. Yeah, it's but because like, it, it's it's a prime time yeah, Fox animated right. It's show. It's like a sitcom. Oh, like okay. Prime Simpsons, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's Simpsons level. S- Simpsons, Simpsons in terms of uh, in terms of family friendliness. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, that's about right. I like huh. that. It's fun. Nobody was in the theater. It was just me. That's that's <laughs> usually that's me every time I go to nowadays. the theaters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If no, you're not- but I I went and because all the movie theaters sell booze now, so uh, we were getting <laughs> beers beforehand, and the bartender was like, you "Guys, going to see Top Gun?" And I was like. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm a see pussy. Bob's Burgers. Did he? And laugh he's like, at you? oh well, yeah, not not really too many people going for that one. <laughs> you should have said that's because I'm gonna fuck in the theater. <laughs> nod, viciously nod and stare. <laughs> well, speaking of cartoons, has everyone seen Rescue Rangers? Yes. Holy fuck! That fucking was awesome. awesome. It was surprisingly good. It, crazy, right? Yeah. You just I, make I, fun of me for watching fucking Bob's Burgers. Oh, uh, Rescue Rangers! Legit children. Rescue movies. Rangers was so smart. It was. You, crazy. It, it was Did you see insane. the reboot? Like the new one? No. Would, Lonely Island made it. It's completely He's different. He's not a Lonely Island fan. Though. You don't like Lonely Island? I liked uh, I'm on a boat. What was that? Twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Popstar? No. Did you see Bash I, Brothers? No. I tell I tell him to, I tell him to watch <laughs> things and he just ignores me. Have you seen Bash Brothers? I did not see Bash Brothers. No, Bash Brothers. I saw Popstar though. Bash Brothers is fucking. Do you know about it? No. no. Basically, Lonely Island, and this proves more than anything that any comedian has ever done to me that they don't care about popularity. This is two years ago. They made an album as well as a video album for Netflix. And it's if Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire were a rap group as the Bash Brothers in the early 90s, and they made their entire album based on that. That is so specific. Isn't it so insane? <laughs> that is and the whole the whole thing, it's based on basically like the Beastie Boys, like them like the Beastie Boys. And it's a video album and a full music album about them during that time. That's so much effort for something that is it, like is, appeals to so few people. Yeah. The direction on this, like like you know, the director. 
it's it's like incredible. I've never seen a music thing that's done like this. Is that uh what uh, Akiva whatever his name is? Well, so he Akiva was the director of Rescue Rangers. He's yeah, part of Only he... Island. He actually played Mark McGuire, and they got someone else to direct it. Oh wow, okay, because it's you. It's usually he's directing. And usually yes, Joe Tromoka? I forget it's, his it's name. It's a Yorma. Yorma. Yorma's his name. modern Star Trek, right? No, no, Akiva Goldsmith is a different oh, that's not who There's a different about. Akiva. Yeah. I, 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 I totally understand. Akiva's I've seen... There. I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Bash Brothers is, like, incredible. It's like, you're gonna... I bet you'll love it. Because I know that your tastes are very, like... Like, you have high standards for stuff. Yeah, you're right. And this is really, really, like, not only, like, out there and super unique, but it's, like, it's produced at such a high level, it's outrageous. It's on Netflix? It's, especially if you like the idea of, like, 80s and 90s, like, hip-hop. Like, that's what it's based around, video-wise and music-wise. It's on Netflix, and it's incredible. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, we should just we should just hang yeah. out here afterwards and watch <laughs> it on the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll log yeah. into mine. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So because this is a history podcast, we each have a historical thing or person to bring to the table to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, crack some jokes. We're all about cracking (laughs) jokes on this uh, podcast. I want to emphasize, if you're listening to this, we're all about cracking jokes. Is that why Why everywhere we go? Because I yelled at him. (laughs) He didn't crack enough jokes? No. So when I was cracking too many jokes, apparently. When we first started the show, Brian wrote up all the descriptions of the episodes and he set up the Instagram and the Facebook and everything. Wow. And in the promotional material for every single thing, he wrote, crack some jokes. I wanted people to know we're cracking jokes. How will they know if we don't tell them? You just That's what he to- said to me. I said, Brian, use your vocabulary. You got to use different words. I got the perfect Stop phrase. Saying, <laughs> Stop saying crack some jokes. You sound like a moron. Hey, Mark and McGuire, like, you're hitting too many home runs. He's like, how are they going to know we're a comedy show if I don't say crack jokes? <laughs> Are you serious, dude? <laughs> I like crack a joke or two. Me too. I'm going to call you cracker from now on. <laughs> joke cracker. cracker. Yeah. yeah. Uncle, Uncle cracker. cracker. <laughs> well, we know that's not taken, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you uh, lead us off, Brain? Yeah. So I have a little story tied in with a person that leads into something bigger, which is a popular form of entertainment for many people. Have you ever heard of catch wrestling? Or catches catch can. Well, I, I have. Yeah. I, I know have. you have. Yeah, I have. I've heard that term. You have. I've Wattler. heard the term. I don't know what catch wrestling is, though. So, basically, catch wrestling stems from this guy. I forget his name. Uh, J.G. Chambers. He's a British man in the 1870s. And he came up with a whole bunch of sports. He's like a British sportsman. But the thing that we'll talk about today is catch wrestling. Before he, we get into this, does he have like other big hits? J.G. Chambers? Yeah, like golf or something. Are we talking about the golf guy? Uh, He invented the Queensberry Rules, which, Anthony, I'm sure you can explain what they are. That's when you go, you you put your dukes up. You go, Yeah, the old school. Pugilist? Yeah, like a pugilism. That's the Queensberry Rules. That's cool. (laughs) Uh, He invented championships for billiards. Uh, he came up with cup finals for boxing. That that's his main thing. But he also Coming invented catch wrestling. Things. He like I said, he's he a comes British. Up with things. He's a British sportsman. He invented sports. Wow. When there's no when Isn't no one else w- has done it, you can come up with anything, right. and it's a sport. If it's the 1870s, yeah. it's, you could just make up a sport. Yeah. What else is Seems so. Like someone did it 50 years or later with basketball, basically. Isn't right. Ultimate frisbee. Yeah, that's a new but sport. Catch wrestling, yeah, yeah. Disc golf. I, I want to hear about this because catch wrestling has a lot of grounds in what I would assume is judo. So. so catch wrestling is not stemmed from judo. It stems from ancient, like, 
Greco-Roman. Greco-Roman wrestling. Brian. Yes. Your mother is so dumb. She thinks <laughs> judo is what they use to make bagels. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That was a good joke you cracked. Thank you. He didn't. He didn't come up with it. Don't give no, him credit. No, 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 credit for that. Yeah, That's someone else's joke. Yeah. <laughs> so catch wrestling is basically the goal of most wrestling is to get a pin, right? Yes. You pin your opponent. In professional wrestling, it's one, two, three. Mm-hmm. In most amateurs, it's one count and it's done, right? It's not one, two, three. Catch wrestling. There's another way to win, which is submission. So. This guy devised a bunch of holds and things like that to break arms, limbs, all this. And he mixed it together for catch wrestling. And the form spread throughout these carnivals in England and America. And it really took off in America. And basically, every carnival would have their own catch wrestler. Like a strongman? Not not even a strongman, just a guy who was really fucking good at catch wrestling, right? Wow, yeah. And they would take challengers from the crowd, and if you could beat their wrestler, you would get a prize. So there was one time there was this little skinny guy, and he went up against this dude, Bonesaw. And he had to fight him for three minutes. Okay. Bonesaw said, I got you for three minutes right. of pain. How did he say it? Did he say it in a specific way? It sounded, you know, some would say it may have sounded like, I got you for three minutes of playtime. Some, like, there's recordings where it yeah. s- sounds like that. It, historic recordings, Bone, yeah. I've actually heard this story. You've heard this? Yeah. <laughs> Bonesaw was wearing, like, a really flamboyant outfit, right? Yes. And the, the skinny guy kind of wanted to taunt him, right? What did he say? Oh, uh, uh, he he didn't taunt him. No, that that was actually redacted from history. That uh, didn't happen. <laughs> he did not. And you know, in 2022, you know, if there was a barb there, it's technically not even a barb, right? right. No, it's completely acceptable. Yeah, you know? <laughs> not that there's anything. Not wrong. there's anything wrong with that. We all approve, right? Yeah. Pride Month, in June. <laughs> I love this. You mean August 31st? August, August 31st. <laughs> so. So in reality, every carnival did have their own wrestlers. And you would go up to the wrestler, and let's say you're visiting the carnival, and you would challenge him, and if you could beat them, you would get a prize. Right. Now, all these guys were really fucking good, so they would never lose to the regular folks. Like the homeless guys in the park that play chess. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. Grandmaster. Yeah, except they're, like, beating the shit out of you and breaking your limbs. (laughs) (laughs) So... So the only they way these guys, <laughs> oh the only way these guys could really get competition was when two carnivals would pass each other on the road. Oh, cool! Now this is this is interesting to think about because, like, there are almost no carnivals. Loser leaves town match. N- yeah, n- kind of, but they would have bets and like they would fight each other. And each carnival, you know, they'd be represented by their guy. Sure, cool, and. This culture developed amongst the carnivals, and eventually these guys started to get paid to wrestle each other in catch wrestling, right, with pinning and submission Mm -hmm. holds and things like that. Mm -hmm. So they started to get more violent with it, and eventually this guy – there's a couple of guys that came along that were really good. You have the gotchas, but the guy I'm going to talk about today is uh, Ad Santel. A.D. is his first name, Ad. Mm -hmm. So his last name is Santel. He became really fucking good at it, and he went to Japan, challenged ju- judo masters, because he's like, catch wrestling is the best form of grappling, 
and I'm going to beat fucking judo guys. What a fucking hero. And Damn. And he goes to Japan, and he finds the judo master, the best guy in judo in the I, country. I, I need to ask a question. That's yes. A don, that's a judo, don, I thought, was closer to, like, karate, isn't it? It's like no. a lot of kicks no, 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 and punches. No, no, no. It's grappling. Throwing. Really? Judo oh, okay. is a lot of throwing, and then I'm thinking of grapple Fu, on the I? ground. But judo, I feel, was around before. And this is like not, not it was around before obviously. catch wrestling, but I don't think it was around before Greco Roman. No, Greco Roman is the oldest grappling. But judo modified it where you're grabbing clothes. Yeah, because in judo, really? yeah. oh yeah, so it's the, all grabbing. So clothes. the thing with judo is like, <laughs> I, that's how I got hurt. I was doing judo. It's really. It, oh yeah, yeah it's I, made yeah. for like you know grabbing clothes. You're pretending that yeah, people are wearing pajamas. <laughs> you so know, if someone comes out you nude and you're a judo master. You're fucked. No, yeah. there's still there's yeah. still moves you could do that. Translate without it's called no gi because you wear a gi and that's your it's outfit. called more, you more like more seriously gay. my naked man question. <laughs> well, you never that. know, you know, you got to be prepared for everything. You know, if the lights go off, he Brian here lets anybody stick something in him, as he <laughs> yeah. mentioned before. So you never know. That's hilarious. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember what's what's judo kick from? Is that from an actual thing that or is, is it just like judo chop? Awesome judo chop. Judo chop. Okay. No, they don't. No. Austin Powers wasn't, wasn't accurate about no, judo? No, exactly. <laughs> but it was accurate about angry sea bass. <laughs> ill-tempered, ill-tempered sea bass. Are they ill-tempered? Yeah, and oh, fembot, scientifically accurate. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so this guy, Ed Santel, goes to Japan, and he finds the best judo guy, and they have a match, and he whoops the dude's ass. Beats his ass, and he's like, catch wrestling, reign supreme, I'm now the judo world champ. He's not wrong. Is that real? Is that that, real? That's real. He he beats the guy's ass. He is the champ. What year is this? Oh, the year that Ed Santel did that? I imagine this probably not like leagues or anything. It's just like he he fought a random guy and just decided this is the best guy. Well, you have right? ranks. 1916, have... he beat his ass. Wow. No, this is like the the master of judo. In Japan. In Japan. And he, it was, you know. It's Don's, right? Like eight, you have like seventh. Don, I, I think Don, it's Don. like. I, I, I the guy, he, the guy he beat, get ready, I'm about to butcher a Japanese name, Shenoruken Noguchi. Ah, that actually sounds pretty good. I, I like what you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah a bunch of, for a bunch of white to, guys, we're going to judge your Japanese <laughs> I tried to put a little splinter into it, you know? So he whoops this guy's ass. The guy, uh, they have a rematch. The judo guy beats him, right? But they're one and one. The judo guy will never rematch him. He will not give Santel his rematch. Why? I think he was scared he would lose a third time. So instead, every other judo guy possible comes at him for years, and he just whoops all their asses, and he's like a fucking legend. But he'll never get to whip the ass of the guy that beat him last. That's the sad part. Well, no, he beat beat that guy. He beat him first, but then he lost, right? They had a rematch. He didn't. um, I don't think he got tapped. I think it was time, uh, time limit. Maybe I don't, were yeah. there even time limits back then? I don't think so. <laughs> no, you know it was yeah. some like some just nonsense. Yeah, some Japanese guy. Never mind. I got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna start doing like carny things, but then I realized it's Japanese people, and that wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no carnies in Japan. That's I don't cool. think. No, uh, that's, that's yeah. So so hold on. So there's a punch. There's a po- a punch script. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm calling it for this. A punch it, script. A punch script. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It fi- it's fitting. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, um, what happens is there's all these carnivals, and these guys are sick of like hurting each other, right? 
So a couple of things happen. And the crowd starts to not understand the submission holds. So they start to dumb down the wrestling to be only pins. And that's where you get like high school wrestling, collegiate wrestling, all that. It stems from this because wow. it was e- it was more easily digestible to regular people to understand pins and things like that. Mm. And the other thing that happened was these guys in carnivals that were beating the shit out of each other every time they crossed paths got sick of fighting each other for little money. So they started to say, hey, what if we stage our matches? And that is where you get the birth of professional wrestling. Wow. That's cool. Uh, that's While at the same time, the offshoot stuff, like the, the lesser versions, is like Olympic wrestling. Right? It's Olymp- it becomes Olympic wrestling. Yeah. And it all stems from, you know, this guy and catch wrestling. Wow. And to this day, you could still practice catch wrestling. It's few and far between. I personally consider it to be the best form of grappling. Have you seen it perform? I have seen a couple of catch wrestling matches, but uh, one of my favorite fighters... A couple of them are actually uh, catch wrestling guys. One of them, Kazushi Sakuraba. That was the other thing. Mm. After he beat the the guy's ass in Japan, after this guy beat everyone's ass in Japan, catch wrestling spread throughout Japan and and became massively popular, and they came to Europe and America to learn it and bring it back. So catch wrestling is very... Japanese move. Exactly. It's very (laughs) strong in Japan, and this guy, Kazushi Sakuraba, in the 90s and early 2000s, was a catch wrestling guy who did MMA fights against every Gracie, which is Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and dominated them all, tapping them, breaking their arms. Oh, yeah. And he is, you know, a legend. He's one of my favorites. And Josh Barnett, who he's a catch wrestling guy, he had a match against this jiu-jitsu legend, Dean Lister, and he tapped him, which people thought was impossible to do. So that's really the story about how wrestling spread, you know, in the country. And do you know? Oh, wow, do you remember cool. the difference between the jujitsu saying and the catch wrestling saying? Yes, catch wrestling. Well, jujitsu says it's the gentle art. Catch wrestling is the violent art because, right. you know, what's, catch what's wrestling the, is the rule of jujitsu. Be passive, lay back. Yeah, but there's a there's a position before submission. Yeah, catch wrestling is submission before position. Yeah, basically, you're trying to hurt. Your yeah. opponent as much as possible. Really? Like yeah. jujitsu submission you, meaning you put them out of commission. You get them to tap. You, you put them, them in a hole. You hurt someone. Yeah. You can kill someone like with it. So the the idea behind jujitsu is if I'm gonna let's say I do a judo throw, I'm gonna wait to hit the ground before I try to hurt you. With catch wrestling, as you're falling, I'm gonna break your arm. Like it's so I'm gonna hurt. I'm gonna do that arm break before we even hit the ground. So it's handier in a real fight. Then. Oh yeah, catch wrestling is something you want in. Like if they, you're doing MMA, that's like it's way uh, it's way better than jujitsu. It's it's harder. It's more physical. But if you have a jujitsu guy and you're wearing clothes, it's a different story. Eh, it, it, it's yeah. Now <laughs> it do you you just mean any clothes, not just the gi, right? Uh, uh, ideally, it would be a thicker piece of cloth. But like, like a leather you're jacket. A jacket. Let's say I'm a, le- a biker guy in a bar. You're dead. You're dead against somebody who knows you jujitsu. Fuck me. It's up. just it's the way it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even so know some jujitsu. I do. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> I wrestled a long time. Wrestled I wrestled into college. We fought multiple times. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've rolled around. We've, we've grown up fighting. <laughs> yeah. So you play your cards right, Chuck. You may see it tonight. <laughs> you might. Yeah. You might. <laughs> so, so what do you think about carnies in general? Carnies? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I like cabbage. Austin Powers. <laughs> Car- <laughs> Carnies, double reference, double reference. They might be the next like marginalized group, so I don't know how much things oh. we should say about them. <laughs> can't em. talk about Carnies? 
Carnphobic. Do I don't want to be carnphobic. Do they still exist? I don't know. <laughs> of course they do. Touring carnivals? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean... The mall carnival comes all the time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they just take the stuff out of the dump and just put it back. <laughs> like, I don't... Do they really go anywhere else? That's, that's where the carnies <laughs> sleep. They just kind of take trash piles and they make like little dog houses oh, out of them you and they crawl inside. If we get canceled for this, <laughs> out of all the stuff we've the, said. For the first carnphobic yeah. podcast. Uh, the you guys want to talk about gypsies instead? <laughs> you, can't say gyp- you can't say gypsies. That's a thing. Oh, gypsy is a, a slur? Oh, they like gypsy Roma. is a slur. And so, is, and so is uh, getting gypped. Is a, is a well, that is a I, I could understand getting gypped. No one wants like their race to be an adjective. Like I didn't even adjective. know it. I thought gypsy was basically like a... Uh, an upscale right, yeah. carny. It's so European. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's like a thing. I don't it's know. Like I mean, no, no. Sing. I'm not saying that, but it's not an upscale carny. Is what I thought. You can't <laughs> sing Gypsy Queen. I don't know. That's, There's that's, also a band called Gogo Bordello, and they're supposed to be gypsy punk, but I don't know if they can use that oh, term wow. anymore. Yeah. Is there an other term we're supposed to use besides that, like to yeah, fill in? Roma. Human being, you fucking piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. Roma or something, right? Yeah, well, Roma, Roma. That's what the gypsies like to be called. Roma. Yeah, that's what it is. Roma? Oh, yes. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. From now on, gypsy is banned on this podcast. We refer to them by sounds, Roma. It sounds Roma's too derivative of Rome. <laughs> like we're Roman. It sounds so derivative from that. Because uh, I think they originate somewhere around Romania. I could be making that up. Uh, I, be- that sounds, I believe. That right. uh, yeah. No, I believe that's right. Anyway, you got scammed by carnies. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't prefer to, to think of it as scammed. <laughs> you know, what like, happened to you? He dumped like, like five hundred dollars into carny games. <laughs> It, it when may, he was like eighteen, it and may had have, no money. It may have been. It may have been a little bit more. It was more. It may have been like closer to like four figures. Oh, oh my god! Look, I wasn't good. The, I watched look. it happen. It was great. What happened? <laughs> you, the thing is, what kind of friend are you? Because I'm so look at, look at the big smile. I can't even talk about you it without a smile happen. on my face. Oh, that's it's amazing. Great. Wait, this has happened twice. All right, go ahead. I wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking of the bucket game. I forgot. About that, and I was thinking of another time it happened. Oh, shit. This happened to me twice. <laughs> okay, so a couple of things. Number one, I'm the most competitive person on the planet. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, if I'm in competition, like, I will do whatever I have to do to win. Like, I hate the thought of losing. Like, like if I was in a football game, like, I'd pull out a knife and, like, slit a guy's throat if it meant a touchdown. <laughs> I was a dirty wrestler. Like he used in to stick high his school, fingers oh, in yeah. people's asses. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I will like. I grabbed nuts. Like yeah. I bit people. Whatever I have to do to achieve victory, I will do it. You stuck your finger in people's asses. Like, what was it called? That's the butt drag. The checking the butt oil. Checking yeah. the oil. Checking yeah. the oil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The oil check. Jesus. So that's when I stopped hanging out with Brian. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, I kept just you know <laughs> putting my finger up his ass. It's amazing how we've come full circle back to proctology. Yeah. <laughs> I would go, that'll really piss him off. <laughs> and then the other thing about me is I have a gambling problem. <laughs> so when you couple like ultra competitiveness oh, this is with hilarious. gambling, yeah. it's a recipe for disaster. So like. The carnival games, I can't play them anymore because I cannot stop until I get the big prize, which is impossible because it's a scam. So so you know that it's rigged, though. It is. But do you believe that you can, like, figure out a way around the rig or something? It's just the competitive nature in me. Like, if I get that taste, (laughs) I have to believe I can win. And, like, I will go broke 
trying to do it. Yeah. Like the guy, like there was a PlayStation. Was it three it was at the a time? PlayStation three. We were on the the New Jersey Wildwood Boardwalk, and this guy had a game. It was a big purple bucket, and you throw the ball in the bucket. And if you get three balls in the bucket, you win the PlayStation three. And as the oh. guy said many times, this is a real thousand dollar prize. You ain't gonna win no fucking turtle. And he was talking about a big stuffed turtle. Yeah. Uh, and this roped Brian in, and the guy gave him one free shot. Always. Yeah. For some reason, the free shot went right in. No problem. And the second shot went right in. That third one. Third one <laughs> will not go, no matter what. Can't imagine why. So what is it? Is it that there's not enough room? Is it too bouncy? I think that I think he hits like a switch, and like where you're hitting it. Just it cannot go. It bounces it back. No matter what. I would bounce out every time. He must have done it 200 times. <laughs> Could not get you it. Get the first two, though? It's so strange. Yeah, easy. And then the third one, you can't get There's it. just someone behind it hitting yeah, it pushing forward. pushing it out, maybe. <laughs> so I, I was actually, I really, I watched a video recently that was breaking down all the carnival games and how you win and how they are cheating. Was it Mark Rober? Yeah. I watched that too. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. Was it, was it like that where he said that that specific one where you had to throw a ball into the bucket, it's like you had to bounce it like off the rim to like slow down the speed before it actually gets inside or something? So, here was the catch. If you bounced it off the rim like that, it wouldn't count, and you had to go again. Wow. Which makes it impossible. Jeez. So that happened that time in Wildwood. Did you at least win a stuffed animal trying all that? Or? I have like a million Get fucking turtle. turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I got more turtles than fucking yeah. I know what to do with. <laughs> got to start selling some of those turtles. So years later, the Staten Island Mall Carnival came around, and I was with my uh, girlfriend at the time who was going to leave, and she was being deported back to Ireland. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I told you. Yep. And we Smuggling four-leaf clovers. Yeah, exactly. Shamrock shakes. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted gold, and you couldn't find the necklace that turned her back into stone. <laughs> That's a leprechaun reference. <laughs> I, 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 many, I got it. How many people are going to get that? <laughs> we actually put four-leaf clovers on slingshots and would shoot them. <laughs> Another reference. Yeah. That's great. Um, she only ate Lucky Charms, by the way. Had horrible teeth. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, so we were there, and it was the same, like, style of game. The bucket game. Like, it was the bucket game, I believe. You didn't learn your lesson the first time. I, I couldn't stop not. myself. I, she, oh. was like, she was like, win me a turtle. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll win you the turtle. And then it was like, you know, there was the big prize. And, like, I fucking went for it. And I lost a lot of money again. It was probably a video game console. I'm like a fucking... You know, it's so funny because I actually... When Nintendo started releasing the NES Classic and the SNES Classic a few years ago, uh, they were really hard to get for a little while. And honestly, maybe the NES Classic never became that easy to get. But for a while, they were really tough and I really wanted to get one. And they had one at a carnival game. And I'm like, I can fucking do this. (laughs) And I spent $20... And felt light work so <laughs> guilty about it that I like basically like went home. I whipped myself in the mirror. I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't live with myself. I'm not much better at Dave and Buster's too. By the way, they, uh, me and my wife, we have almost a hundred thousand tickets just saving up. I just want to beat one of these things and get a free game console. This- I got one. I know you did. Yeah, I got got one? I got a what? PlayStation Four because my fiance is obsessed with Coin Dozer games, and we found one that is in multiple locations, and the locations give out the opposite ones that you need. So you get 
the stack there, go to the next location, get the other stack, and you get like five thousand tickets. Wow, so it's you gambling. Do, you it's do it like gambling. twenty times. No, it's no, it's not because no, it's not. You just yeah. go, you check to see what you need, and you get it when you. He goes to different locations with yeah. the same machine. Yeah, so it's like, oh, okay, now I I only need one of this now, and you get five thousand, twenty five hundred, and it just adds up. Wow. And then I also I want a carnival game that like similar to what you were doing, only I, the prize wasn't as good. Um, yeah, that's why you I was won. like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna. I went to like Six Flags or something. I'm like, I'm gonna win a stuffed animal. So a little ring toss, you know, the, the bottle cap sure, game. Sure, yeah. So you can't throw the whole bucket at the same time because it's you can't do that. But they didn't say you can't throw multiple at the same time. So I would put f- like three or four in my finger and spin them so that they would hit into each other and slow down and, and drop. And I won like a gigantic purple elephant yeah. that was like four times the size of me. I have a picture of it. You fuck it now, right? Yeah. You cut a hole in it all the time. <laughs> you fuck it for now, years. Right? Years. <laughs> you fuck it now, right? Yeah. yeah. And you think it's cool when you're walking out, everybody's staring, and then you have nowhere to put it, and it's like you eventually have to throw it out. Yeah, you don't want to walk around. It's just with a giant thing of thing. cotton. Yeah. yeah. One one time the I fabric of our lives. One time I won a carnival game in high school. Me, my friend, we this girl that I was interested in, we went out in high school to the mall carnival, and I won a prize, right? Mm-hmm. And he was giving us a ride back and he was very um, worried about his father, like angering his father. He was terrified of it. And the stuffed animal leaked and all the like styrofoam and beads were all over the car. Oh, no. He was furious. And yeah. the girl I was interested in, he tried to throw her out on the side of the road <laughs> <laughs> because of the prize I got her. So what did you do? Obviously, I was like, if you throw her out, I have to walk with her. Yeah, yeah. He should have kept throwing her out, and he changed his mind. In hindsight, I'm like, idiot, you should have just thrown us out. It would have looked so good. Yeah. You <laughs> would have been a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Man, I can't believe you got the video game console. I'd feel like yeah. that'd be like a high that I'd ride for the rest of my life. It's going to be- That's my goal. It's a highlight for your It was yeah, one of those time. things where it's like, like she scans the car. It's like, oh, we have, we have enough for the, the PlayStation 4. I'm like, for the what? Like how much That's do we amazing. have? It was a hundred thousand. Yeah, they had, Brian has it too. I'm close. I have. I have, we have like sixty-five game, right? or seventy thousand. Wow. wow, that's good. Yeah. Open opening that PlayStation Four must have felt it so was great. great. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Wow. But now I'm it's so like, envious. I can't even. There's no PlayStation Five out there. Yeah. What am I going to go? I'm for? sure if you went, there'll Wait, there'll yeah. be a five. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I wonder yeah. if your tickets will still be valid by then. They you are. Double check it. Oh, they are. I just so checked. You just, we're just biding your time. <laughs> he we just went, looks at him every biding night. his yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> we went to Dave and Buster's the other day, actually, and we I did. know, I know, I have like fifty thousand on mine, yeah. and my wife has like a decent amount on. I those. made like a, I made like six or seven hundred when we went there, just like twenty bucks or something yeah. like that. This great. is a side of the two of you. I didn't know. I didn't know you had like mandates and deep reserves of like <laughs> carnival game stuff. Oh, I love this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's just fun. Oh, that's fun. I I, I like I said I'm competitive. Anything where I can compete and mm. get something, I'm into. Sure. I'll tell you a funny thing. I, I I was I went to Dave and Buster's one time because they'll have different nights. The one in Providence, Rhode Island that I would go to on Sunday nights after 6 p.m. This this wouldn't apply to the ticket games, but all their other games were free. Which is really, really cool if you just want to check out all the arcade games. That is cool. Yeah. Really cool. And then they would have a thing during the day on like a Wednesday, like let's say from opening until 4 p.m., where every game was half price, including the ticket games. And there was a guy in there who's like, yeah, he's like, I learned how to, all the tricks to beat all the games, and I just get video game consoles by winning, and I resell them online. And he was just <laughs> murdering it and getting That's consoles sick. and reselling them. I'll tell you. Isn't I, that crazy? So yeah, sick. I guess if That's you crack so the sick. code, why not? I, yeah. watch, I watch YouTube videos about specific games. Yeah. And, like, I'll just watch hours of people beating them, trying to learn how to do it. It's, fa- it's fascinating. Have you ever yeah. seen, it's from the 80s, the guy who 
beat the system on that whammy show. Pressure yes, Rock. there's a great documentary oh, no, about I, it. I don't know about that. Pressure so, Rock was a show where you would hit a button and there'd be like a wheel. Oh yeah, and the this like light up screen would flash around the wheel, and mm-hmm. you'd have to hit and stop it on money. This guy figured out the pattern to like perfect, and he ended up beating the system, and they couldn't stop him to the point where they had to just end it. Like he he cleared the show out of money. He wow. won like everything they had. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like he had to sue them for the money. It's a whole big yeah. thing. And then there was another guy who knew the exact price to everything on The Price Is Right. Yeah, I want to watch that documentary. That do- those two documentaries are great. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, I, I, lo- I got to I got to remember the one because I love I love to do that. So so what happened? Why did they try not to pay him? Did they just say like, oh, you're cheating or something like that? No, it's the this like the studio would have lost would have went bankrupt. So they were just like, we need to make a settlement with him. Because it, it was one of those shows, like, if you win, you come back the next week. You oh, know? and he just kept killing it. he just kept it. coming back and coming wow. back. Wow, that's amazing. That's also I wonder what the, I wonder what he figured out. I wonder if he just figured out a rhythm. Or he figured like out he, the rhythm. The rhythm and the timing, because he said it was the same thing every time. So he knew when it lit up on this one thing. It was if the he top would, right corner. Yeah, if he hit it when it was there, it would always go to the max prize. Wow. That's yeah. so interesting. Mm-hmm. I love stuff like that. You got to the first like two times, the show would be like, "Huh, he, he yeah. figured this out." Yeah. Whether whether or not they figured out that he figured it out it doesn't matter. He still did it. They you know, randomized yeah. well, it. Now. Gonna, I was going to say probably that long ago, the electronic equipment was probably so rudimentary that they didn't have a lot of control over right. how it did it. Right? Because now yeah. you could program it differently, but maybe yeah. at some point it was too difficult to do that. Just basic programming that he he broke. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So, uh, so it was our, like getting a kill screen in Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Donkey kill Kong. screen, uh, yeah. Possible, yeah, possible Donkey like Kong kill screen. You know? <laughs> so I believe our uh, our guest has a little historical thing, right? I do, but here, so here's the thing. I wasn't sure how the best way to do this because I didn't know if uh, we could all find out about it together at the same time or whatever. So yeah, I'm going to tell you a little historical thing that I thought would be fun, but I know it's very small. And then we'll go to one that's a little bit more Yeah, that's fine. All right, so the first thing I brought, because I came from Rhode Island, I recently moved here, and I brought... You were uh, born in Rhode Island? I was born in Rhode Island. Same town your whole life? Until recently, basically, pretty much. We so I was born in Providence, which is the capital, Mm -hmm. and then we grew. I grew up in Bristol, Rhode Island, and then my family moved to Warren, Rhode Island, and then back to Bristol, then back to Warren. What is that like? Five minutes apart? That's the thing. Is well, they're basically (laughs) both part of Bristol County, Uh and we have the same school system and everything. So the towns are so small that it's really not different to live town to town. I went to Rhode Island once for a a Taekwondo tournament when I was young. And the tournament was on Brown campus. Yeah, Brown. And I thought it was beautiful, and I was like, I'm going to go to Brown. Then I found out it was an Ivy League school, and I was yeah. like, that's not happening. Yeah, Rhode Island. I mean, I love Rhode Island. Uh, you know, Brown University is there, which is like an Ivy League school. And then RISD is there, which is the top design school in the country. And two of the culinary top Johnson culinary, and Wales. Are, are also in Rhode Island. I almost went there. So we have a really eclectic... Uh, like landscape of like restaurants and art and artists and stuff like that. It's really interesting for a um, place so small too. Exactly, that's right. what's interesting. And we're kind of like so near Boston that a lot of that stuff tra- transfers over. Like if you think about Rhode Island, it's like what are the sports teams? Our sports teams are the New England Patriots, right? The Boston Celtics because we Bruins. don't have a, the Bo- the Boston yeah. Bruins. And the Boston Santa Red- Fe Spurs, no, <laughs> San Antonio Spurs. The Boston Red Sox. So yeah, it's almost Rhode like Rhode Island wow. was founded by a guy who got thrown out of Boston. That's so right. That's Roger Williams. Makes sense. Is that his name? I think so. Well, yeah. 
Oh, why did he get thrown out? Oh, he wasn't Puritan enough. Oh, well, that'll do it. And uh, Rhode Island, interesting thing. You know the Boston Tea Party? Yeah. They basically did that, like, before the Boston Tea Party. Before it was cool? Before it was, like, it would, before it was, like, the... Uh, they did it without the tea axe. It was just for fun. They, well, they basically <laughs> burned... I think they burned down a British ship, actually. But it was kind of the same type of thing. I always support that. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Anything sticking it to the, to the red to the ground. Man, yeah. <laughs> the red coats. Um, no, I, lo- I love Rhode Island, and, um, you know, I'm a big Rhode Island guy. So what I brought was autocrat coffee syrup, which coffee syrup is, like, not a thing outside yeah, of Rhode Yeah, what really. is this? I've been staring at this since you walked yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's got this yellow label. It looks like Aunt Jemima. red bird on it. <laughs> yes, it does. It looks like an Aunt Jemima syrup bottle. What's and that, it says, uh, what's that spread? Official state drink of Rhode Island. How about this? So this is completely unopened, so why don't you screw off the top? Okay. It's, it's much like, yeah, for the listeners, it's much like a maple syrup bottle. The bottle take, looks like the take spread off that. from Australia. Okay. I'm taking yeah. it off. Yeah, he's like taking Vegemite? off the little, the little Vegemite, seal. Vegemite, yeah. This is the seal. Yeah. And now, if you and what we can do is we can if, watch the monkey try to open it. I got it. <laughs> if, oh. if you want to, what you can do you is the wrong put, put the lid this. back on the, okay. the yellow lid. Okay. And now it's going to have a very very small little spout when you open it. I see that? Put it on your finger. Don't and taste. don't make him do this. <laughs> I was like, he's going to coffee get this syrup. Everywhere. I'm going to do it. You're going to love it. it. No, just just a tiny little. No, yeah, yeah. It's very thin. It's very oh, very yeah. very it thin. Comes out like water. Here yeah. <laughs> chocolate milk. It's it's like chocolate milk, but it's coffee. Delicious. But it's coffee. It's not taste brain. No. You should taste it. Come on, bro. Give it a shot. Give it a, <laughs> give, for the show. Give him a shot. Give him a shot. You can try the coffee syrup. So what you do in, in this is no offense. I'm drinking I, coffee. So you like, you have to try. The, do I put that in here? You should. It's going to be delicious. Oh, it is. You're, you're going to love the, it. I'm going to do it. The aftertaste, like when you first put it in, it's it's straight chocolate milk, and then the aftertaste is much. There's there's you know, no coffee. chocolate, but there's no chocolate in it. It's only coffee. Okay, it's, it's so really good. I'm going to put a little. Yeah, how much am I supposed to put in here? Like see a how lot? Much co- I don't have a lot of coffee. I don't have a lot of coffee in here. All right, I'll tell you. Go ahead, put it in a little bit more. He's putting yeah, it in. That's good. Oh, so a couple of drops. A co- yeah, not a lot. Not, not okay. And now swirl it Give around. Give it a shake up. Give, Give it a, a nice little swirl. Nice little and swirl. And then taste it, yeah. No, no offense to Chuck, but the smell of coffee itself gets me nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I go to a coffee shop, I get, like, physically nauseous. Do you nice. travel with yeah. that? Oh, yeah. nice. No, I, I, I don't travel with it, but... What you do essentially is kind of treat it mostly like Hershey syrup or chocolate syrup of any kind, and you put it in milk and you you know you stir it up, and it's very much like a it's like a coffee drink, but it's really 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 sweet. I could see people putting it on like ice cream. They put it on vanilla ice cream stuff like that. It's really really good. I love coffee syrup. So why is that this is a nice. thing? Yeah, it's really that really made my coffee better. Oh yeah, You're right. It's it's very sweet. So what I thought was I was like let me bring. Uh, the origin of coffee milk and coffee yeah. syrup in general. I'm excited. Um, and I know that's going to be really small. No, that this is awesome. We lo- like we never would have thought to cover this. Yeah, this is fun. I thought this was fun. And like I think not a lot of states really have like a state drink. Rhode Island was the first state to have a state drink. New York actually has hobo urine. That's our state drink. <laughs> that was great. That was yeah. great. If you if you go to um the R platform right by the Staten Island Ferry, oh, old reliable. There's um there's that's where, that's there's, where it's locally sourced. Yeah, uh, there, yeah. Tim Jones is there. Form. He's a homeless man. And if you open your mouth, he will piss in your mouth for you. And you could get ho- genuine pure hobo urine. Only the purest. So so it's interesting. Yeah. So Rhode Island was the first state with a state drink, which is coffee milk, which made with coffee syrup. And then I think after that, a bunch of states started having state drinks. Um, but so this this is an article from NewEngland.com, and it's about 
where coffee milk came from. So I'll just start okay. kind of read this. It's really short. Yeah. It says, what do you get when you add coffee syrup to ice cold milk? In one place, you get the official state drink, Rhode Island coffee milk. While a few other beverages have also achieved a high le- level of fame in the ocean state, Rhode Island's the ocean state, um, coffee milk earned the official top spot in 1993 thanks to its uniquely Rhode Island reputation. A common argument goes that you can get lemonade or beer just about anywhere. And the reason they mention that is because Dell's Lemonade and Narragansett Beer, which was kind of made famous in the movie Jaws. Great beer. Um, they all came from Rhode Island as well. Oh, um, the, I didn't know they were drinking a uh, Rhode Island beer. Yeah, Narragansett is actual town in Rhode Island. Okay. Quint so is all about it. Yeah, Quint. He has those old cans. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as for coffee milk outside of Rhode Island and its neighboring towns, and you're likely to get a look of extreme confusion. Mysterious as it may be to outsiders, <clears throat> coffee milk is a pretty obvious leap for anyone who's had a class of strawberry milk or chocolate milk. Sugary syrup, commonly made from instant coffee mix with sugar and corn syrup, is bottled and added a few spoonfuls at a time to a glass of milk, then stirred and enjoys. Joyed. Rhode Islanders have been slurping up coffee milk. Slurping is a gross word. From local <laughs> yeah. brands. <laughs> if you're like, there's so many words you could go with. They're slurping it up. It, it sounds like a bunch of slobs, right? Enjoying, preparing, <laughs> anything would have been better than that. Rhode Islanders have been slobbering up coffee milk <laughs> from local brands with gusto since the late 1930s. Who's gusto? <laughs> When uh, Eclipse, which is uh, that's another company that also makes, I think they make chocolate syrup as, okay. as well as coffee syrup, and then Autocrat. Wait, this is this is off topic. Do, do you have Moxie by you? Moxie, I don't know if it's it's from like a New England area, but it seems yeah. like it is to me. Because I know Ted Williams was the spokesman, so I just associate it with New England. I've never I had too. it. I do too. Moxie, I do too. The soda. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. You've had it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've had, it's not good. I don't know why anyone would, would want it. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really had it. You got a lot of moxie, kid. Uh, that, that drink doesn't. Uh, it said it said in the, it said that basically in the late 1930s they began selling bottles of this of coffee syrup. Um, in 1991, the coffee syrup wars finally ended when Autocrat, which is this uh, the, the company that makes yeah. wars. yeah, this sounds like demolition man. It the said, fast it, food it, wars. It said when Autocrat purchased their longtime competitor. Um, but rather than absorbing one brand into the other, they just kept making both. That wow. way, people who were like, I love Autocrat, wow. I love Eclipse, they just kept making the different bottles, and people were like, fuck you, and they're buying it up. And the stuff. quarterly earnings. Yes. Must uh, be great. <laughs> they, they actually make three. A third label, Coffee Time Syrup, is, so, is mostly sold to markets outside of Rhode Island. Um, Saving the good stuff for themselves, I see. And in case you it's were wondering. Well, yeah, that, right. That's like Guinness. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So Guinness, like it's supposedly the best Guinness is in Ireland. And in different counties, they, they have three levels of Guinness. Level one is like close. Level two is like England and like Canada and a bunch of like other places. And America is three. And supposedly we get like the shittiest Guinness. Wow. Yeah. The Guinness is so good. <laughs> well, Imagine so- if you had the good one. Mm. It says, in case you're wondering if they all taste the same, diehard coffee milk fans will tell you that Autocrat is a little bit sweeter than the other two. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I mean, I go with Autocrat, but who knows if that's... I've I've never really done them side by side Mm. or anything. Pepsi Choice. Right. So it says, originally marketed at children as a way to get to drink their milk, today the syrup is a favorite of both young and old. Um, that trans and transplanted Rhode Islanders take to the web to keep their kitchen stocked, meaning that people buy it from like wait, Amazon and stuff. Wait a minute, it was marketed to children. Yeah, yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, coffee for, for kids. Chocolate has caffeine in it too, though. Right, but 
it's like sweet and it's like a candy where coffee's just like. But this is this is sweet like a it candy. It is pretty sweet. It's yeah. not like it's kid beer. I well, mean, if you, I, will say, <laughs> I will say, well, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just like I feel so like that's a weird choice. When you when you drip when you put it in, you have this little drip. Yeah. Take that drip with your finger and just taste gonna, the drip I'm with just your finger. Okay. Yeah. It's insane. Very sweet. Yeah. It's, it's, does it need to be cold? No. No. The co- the coffee syrup doesn't have any dairy that in it. That tastes like, like candy. That tastes like candy. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like a coffee candy. It's more like Brian. You would actually not mind this. I think you'd like it. He told me there was a coffee aftertaste, and that you was think, nope. I, I say, you know what? What if for we your, put it on his dick for your pod- now? <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this though. It's for the podcast. You're Do recording. Fine. 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 One little drip on your finger. Do it for the show. And Roop, I'm telling Do you, you show. can put your finger on it's the nice. spout and it's just nice. go like this. You guys are going to have to watery. tell Walt why I vomited all over the entire studio. <laughs> no, you're not going to. It's you're not good. that bad. Yeah, the tiny, it's very that's thin. It. That's so, yeah, good. that's enough. It's sweet. It's just sugar. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be. Suck that. Slurp it down. What do you think? Oh, you don't like it. Oh, he it was good at first, but face. like I got the coffee aftertaste. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had a soda. Someone give me some black carbonated sludge, quick. <laughs> so it says, uh, while Autocrat might be the most familiar to coffee milk fans, newer local brands like Dave Coffee have their own following thanks to all natural syrups and, and original vanilla and mocha flavors. Dave's Coffee is actually a coffee shop in Providence. Awesome coffee shop, and they do make their own bottles, and they're like... It's almost like that, but like a super high class, a little bit more like, a little bolder and probably a little bit more like I, thoughtful. I picture the bottle looking like little Dicky, and it just says, hi, I'm Dave, and it's just his <laughs> head on the top. <laughs> and love, it's confused. Little Dicky's a rapper. I'd love that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. And it's like modern reference. I can't understand anything past 1970. <laughs> and 1970, I also, you're... Give me like a lot of 52. credit. <laughs> a lot of credit. <laughs> and I also have, I brought up the, uh, I mean, I brought up basically the Wikipedia too, just to see if it had any more information. And they said it basically was traced back to 19th century Italian immigrants population Whoa. in, in oh. Providence. Yep. Your uh, kind. Tides, yeah. 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 And it's the master race. It said, well, they, they, one of the things in New York that's kind of an Italian thing is coffee soda, right? Yes. So, Manhattan, oh, yeah. Special. Manhattan Special, yeah. Which is pretty similar, to be honest, in terms of flavor. You're right. It's like that carbonated, basically, right? It, exactly, yeah. This is probably like a little thicker and sweeter, but very similar. It says, in the late 19th and early 20th century, approximately 55,000 Italian immigrants, immigrants traveled to Providence. The large influx of immigrants, of which Italian were the largest group, led to an introduction of their traditions and customs. One of their culinary traditions was drinking sweetened coffee with milk. Eventually, it's believed that this led to the creation of coffee milk in these immigrant households. Um, the development of diners and soda fountains brought coffee milk to the greater public. The first coffee syrup is thought to have been produced by a soda fountain operator who sweetened leftover coffee grounds with milk and sugar. The syrup was mixed into glasses of milk to create coffee milk. Huh. But yeah. Fascinating. That was interesting. Right? It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Learn something new. That, that, was my, that was my, like, thing that You're, was yeah. a, the small. It's your thing from home, really. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and, I mean, if, if, that's, if that's big enough, that's great. I'm glad. I, I, I had a backup thing, though. I don't know if you want me to say um, it. Yeah, let's go with the backup what thing. The why the not? Hell? You're here. Yeah, All right. One of our episode with Chuck. Originally, you were going to get the full thing all together, but decided to split it up because Chuck had to promote the show. So, again, uh, you can go to chuckandbradpodcast.com for tickets or uh, the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island. Go down and check them out and tune back in here, I believe, August 31st for the second part 
of our episode with Chuck. Thanks. Bye.